want to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz Now. You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now. Biz Now. Because your business matters. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the number one live talk business show, as Joe liked to say, say in, in North Carolina. Now, you're probably wondering who the heck is here because Joe isn't. And I am Cherie DeMeo, CEO and strategy maestro of BizGrowth, Inc., uh, taking the helm for Joe as he is who knows where. Uh, probably listening in just so he can catch us doing something wrong. But at any rate, um, happy to have you here at Local Biz Now. It's about uh, it's all about you. It's all about how to make a business, how to be inspired, informed, and we hope to entertain you a little. Maybe have make you chuckle a little about the world of business or about just the silly stuff that we might do. Uh, thanks for listening in, whether you're listening in on 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, or 1400 AM, we appreciate having you here. Now, if you are familiar, if you've been a longtime fan of Local Biz Now, 10 years rolling, think about that, 10 years we've been around, and on top of that, what we have done is we have probably, Joe has interviewed more than 800 small business owners, and we have one here today to interview, very excited, someone very special to me. And there's probably almost 500 videos on the YouTube and we're streaming everywhere now. It's just so exciting. So anywhere on social media, you will find us here. Now, I want to share a little bit about who the co-host is. And I have to give Joe and Julie a little credit because uh, he put two strategic people together, strategy-minded people together. And uh, so, I, so as I introduce Harm Stratman, who is the co-host today, I've got a very compelling question to ask him okay, once, once I introduce him. So, so Harm is a neuro-linguist programming, an NLP master, which you probably have to explain a little bit about that, and uh, with an MBA, mind you, and also loves to push the boundaries and alter attitudes. Now, I really love that. That's another thing that we have in common. I'm about next level, next idea. So I love that. Now, you like to create, help create unique, fast-growing companies. I'm all about that too. So there's so many similarities in what we do. Obviously, you're a strategic thinker, as, as am I, but I love the developer and executor. Execution is everything, right? I think the thing that we both can agree on is there's a lot of consultants out there, but they're not helping people get things done. Okay, sorry for anybody that I just offended. All right, so uh, you like to rewrite the rules of the game. I like to call that being disruptive, right? Yeah, Disruption is yep. everything. Yep. So here's my big, big question for you. Is Stratman really your last name? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I ask that... I'm not someone else. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I ask that is because when I saw Stratman, 
I immediately thought of like Superman. Oh, or yeah. Or Rubber okay, Band Man. That's and, only and, during you know, the weekend. And, 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 <laughs> and, and that you help companies leap profit lines yeah. in a single bound. It's, so I was like, is that is that a show name or is that really it, it, your last okay, name? Okay, the Superman part is only during the weekend, but still, I'm, <laughs> it's, my, it's my family name, yeah. Oh, European that's well, that's that, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you clearly are doing what you were meant to be doing yeah, then. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. So tell us a little bit more about you and then let's let's have fun, uh, make a little bit of fun. Yeah, Joe, first okay? of all, I like to uh, to thank uh, uh, Joe and uh, Julie for sure because uh, let's not forget Julie. Huh? Oh, never forget absolutely, Julie. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I call myself a resultant. I'm not a consultant and also not a coach. You have enough consultants and enough coaches. I'm a resultant. It's all about Love it. result. And I work on the basis of no result, no pay. Mm -hmm. That's my disruptive part. You don't send me invoices and there is no result. So that's the way I work. You have an agreed growing rate or profit level. Then you send me invoices. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. another way of working. Yeah, it's and a great, it's a great a way. Performance based, performance based, yeah. right? But there are not many girls or guys who are doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all about... A differentiation, right? Absolutely. If you specialize in helping others differentiate, then you better darn well be differentiating yeah. yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Walk yeah. your talk. Yes. Walk the talk. Walk. Yeah. Well, run yeah. the talk sometimes. Be better. And get the rubber <laughs> on the road. Get the rubber <laughs> on the road. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So this is only the second Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And what the heck? Joe decides to leave Skip Down. Oh, the second. And he's already yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, he so he's leaving us, holding, hold, hold, yeah. holding whatever, right? You know, holding, holding but the fort down. I had to make down. a promise. I had yeah. to make. I had, had, had to make a promise. I promised Joe not to talk about dilly dilly, <laughs> Bud Light, awful marketing at Anheuser Busch, uh, cigars, and what else? Yeah, that's about it. Okay, yeah. so so you're not going to talk about any of those things. No, you're, no, no. I was not allowed to do that. You weren't even meant to. You really didn't mean to mention them either, did no. you? No, you really no, dilly, didn't dilly. mean to. But, but here's the thing. <laughs> We realized before we got on that we don't know where Joe is. He didn't. He didn't give us the intel where he was, and so so you asked. No, there was. You know that it's not allowed to visit Havana from here anymore. Cuba is on on the list. It's not. So I got a message from the Netherlands that <laughs> they 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 noticed him in in Cuba smoking big cigars on the beach. So. <laughs> Well, so when he you, is there. Well, when you asked me where I where you, where I th I thought he was, I said, "Well, it has to be the hottest place on earth." Now, I had a different idea than Havana, Georgia, but anyway. My oh, I love you, Joe. I love you. We we love you. We love you. We love you, and we absolutely miss yep. you. Yep. So, um, one thing I want to talk about before you know, you have an article that you brought, but we're going to get mm -hmm. that to the second half of this first yep. half yep. hour. Um, I loved in your. Um, in your bio, the insanity of doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay, and one of the things I want to—I want you to talk about that because one of the things I say all the time uh, to clients is uh, when they say they're looking at what the competitors are doing and they're going to do what they're doing. And I'm like, remember when you were about 13 years old and your mom said that if Joey jumped off the bridge, would you would jump you off there too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I go, why in the heck would you want to do what your all everything your competitors doing? How about doing what they're not doing. Yeah. Talk about some of the, you know, insanity. That's really a good point. Because of doing that, the yeah, same things. Yeah. Okay. What are some of the things you're seeing? That's one, that's just one thing, right? Mm -hmm. Just one thing. Um, 
So what I see a lot is that uh, small businesses, they operate without a real market dominating position. So why are they different? And, and I ask the simple question, why would a customer come back? Is that because you're running a, a really a dull website? <laughs> yeah. Or is, is, is that because you were really nice? Or is that because you really repaired the roof? Or what, what is the reason? And that's the first step. And then second, the majority of small business owners, they don't have any business planning. Oh, they don't plan. They don't. They don't. And uh, that's that. So they don't think it's about, ready, fire, aim. Yeah. Yep. And mm -hmm. then uh, even a budget. How right. many do have a budget? Right. Exactly. It's, it's pretty amazing. So every time I talk with a small business owner, where is your mission? Where is your vision? What do you want to achieve? Uh, long term, short term? And that's that should be the beginning. And there it's also, um, uh, yeah. Failing to plan is, is planning to fail. Oh, it, it yeah. totally is. Yeah. It totally is. And it's repeating. It repeats itself every every year. Well, and the thing is, there's no business, look at AI and what it's doing to certain businesses now, there's no business that can't be commoditized, so you yep. better figure out what makes you different. And that's the market-dominating position. Yes. Why are you special? Yes. Not, not because you repaired a roof as a roofer. That's expected. For yes, you. exactly. So when we come back, you've got an article. We're going to yep. talk about... Uh, talking gonna talk about, about this subject. Yeah, it is. It's leading right into Let's it. Let's go we'll for it. We'll be right back. It looks forward to it. Welcome back to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. And we were just talking on the break how, oh, Joe, now you have something to yell at me about. I did not say it in the first round. So now we're all going to say to it together. We've we got to catch up. up. Yeah, so absolutely. one, two, three, everybody. Your business matters. matters. All okay, right. Joe. All right. You cannot blame us now. You can't blame us. You can't yell at us now. Nope, we made nope, up for we it. Did it. Okay, so you have a article because yep. Joe likes the co-host to bring articles and yep. so tell us what you brought yeah i brought a, an art really a small small article and it, it's about the role of corporate cultures in culture in a small company small mm -hmm. business in general absolutely and often we think about corporate culture about big organizations yes but that's not the case corporate culture is more a, a phrase we, we we should use to uh, to describe the way we are trying to to connect, connect all the dots cultural-wise in a company. Uh, and that's also a small company. Right, right. Bigger than one. one Otherwise, of, it's a little bit of a diff funny discussion with yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, You know, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that's really important um, that I say. Um, Joe knows that I always say that branding is an operational function, not uh, a marketing function. Absolutely. And that's where corporate culture comes in. Because yep. there's the visual, there's the verbal, there's the physical. But then there's the experiential, the personal aspect of, of branding. That is corporate culture. That is, And even if you are a business of one, right? You have vendors, you have customers. Yep. That corporate culture speaks to them as well. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, the, the corporate culture also, it's a starting of, of, of a company. And why, why, would pe why will people work together? What's the collective outcome of it? Yeah, that's really, that's part of the corporate culture. Um, when you have a strategy you like to uh, execute, what's the result of it? Let's talk about it. So what I see a lot in small companies is that the owner 
is running it. A right. lot of employees, they are there, mm -hmm. but are, are they mentally also there? Are they are, mentally engaged? Uh, I mean, you, yeah, look at the, you look at the statistics that less but, than 30% of uh, you know, team members are engaged on yeah, a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. So, you know, Houston, we still have a big problem, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So informing everyone about where we are in execution of your strategy, where we are budget-wise, when they have a budget, but let's say they have a budget, budget-wise, uh, talking with your employees is also uh, is good for yeah preventing uh, uh, people moving out of the company retention well, and wise. you know look at what this show is all about this show is about inspiring and informing yeah. you know one of the things with the corporate culture um, engagement and performance assessment that we do is we I, we see all the time that um, the biggest complaint is that employees don't really know what's going on. They're not being informed. They're, they have no idea what is in the head of that leader yeah. or that business owner. Yeah. Um, they don't feel inspired. There's no real vision or mission that they can wrap their head. And boy, does the, does the workforce want that more than ever before now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about how you get your business owners and uh, to get in alignment on that small to medium level to truly understand that corporate culture is a tangible asset for their company. Well, before you even can start to talk about uh, aspects like a market dominating position, you, sure. have to, you have to know who is my customer. Mm -hmm. Now, who is my customer depends strongly on, on, on what, what do you want to achieve with your company, hey, your product, your service, etc. So in order to, to get there you have to start with a vision and a mission and you have to start with your 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 strategies keep it simple vision mission strategies and forget all the other stuff for the time being and otherwise you never make to jump from a strategical thinking in an operational thinking but we both know that the majority of companies they work without a strategic plan yes they, they think do. that having a website sorry to say this is a strategy on itself right or, sorry, or they just think having a bunch of things to do on a checklist yeah. is their plan yeah, no, no that's just things to do on yeah. their checklist that's, that's not it's a strategy a waste of time and <clears throat> a waste of money and also a waste of time for your employees because they want to grow they want to be be part of something big and employees like to belong to something and when well, you have you know, a, a solopreneur yes. and they move into an entrepreneurial with some employees take care of them mentally also absolutely yeah. there's there's study after study after study that says that if you take care of your employees and make them a priority they will take care absolutely. of the customers and, and the company as and a the company yep. as a result as well and and that's later on important, less stress. Yes, less there stress because <laughs> it, it, it's really amazing when you look at corporate culture from one of the things that we're studying and I t shared in our prep call is that corporate culture really is a tangible asset. We're studying companies since their IPO and who have never dipped below their IPO mm -hmm. and have had great stock performance. Yeah. And all the companies we have found that have never dipped below their IPO in this qualitative study have amazing corporate cultures. Yeah. And so, okay, pay attention. You're seeing corporate culture have an impact, starting to have an impact on a company being bought or not bought. Uh, I can uh, think of a perfect example of that where uh, a company ended up not being purchased because the corporate culture was in such dire straits and the owner of that business wanted to stay on and the employee said if the owner stayed on, they were leaving. And that botched the entire sale and acquisition of that yeah. company. Yeah. Tell me what you think is the biggest mistake that business owners are making um, even when they might be trying to pay attention to corporate culture. Uh, are they really interested in their, in their employees or is it only 
for the sake of argument or because they were listening to a program as this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but nowadays, I think what's, what you see happening, it's more and more difficult to get the right individual in your company. Right, right. So in order to be successful, you need to pay attention to the employees. Well, and, and there is, there's alignment, them. right? Yeah. yeah Attracting yeah. employees yeah. that are right for the culture you have as well. It's a two-way street, people. But let's, let's also say Lake Norman is also a bubble. Mm -hmm. This is not a rea reality all over the place in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I also Now talk a little bit more about that. Why do you say that? No, this is a bubble. This is here, it's a bubble, <laughs> for sure. I see, but I see with small companies, they have problems with, with pay, payment terms and stuff like that. Cash flow is an issue left and right, but not as much as other parts. When you go to the north, mm -hmm. go to the Michigan area, go to, hey, it's, there are some places in the U.S. which are. Do you think okay. maybe businesses uh, in this particular area might be taking some things for granted then as a result? No. Okay. No, I think that this is uh, a wealthy area. Mm -hmm. A lot of uh, wealth is flowing in. Okay, realtors are having a tough time, I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but okay, they had also <laughs> grown some great years, so don't <laughs> complain. And they don't want to change. Let's face it. Realtors well, don't the want ones, to change. But, but the ones that do are, are yeah. rocking it. You know, Absolutely. one, of the, it, one of the companies that yeah. I featured in my Gross Secrets of Down, Companies of Down Economic Times, was Keller Williams because mm -hmm. they taught Interestingly enough, they're, they're uh, team members, they're realtors to be strategists and identify go. identify the underserved markets. It yep. was fascinating to yep. see. And they rocked it during the Great Recession where yep. everybody else didn't. So it's it's really fascinating when, you know, there there is always opportunity for business, right? But they have to know where those opportunities are. And honestly, corporate culture is a huge opportunity for attracting customers, for attracting employees and team members and vendors, everything. But also become a fast-growing company. When you are able yes. to get your employees as, as well-informed and they talk about their, their their mission and the vision as if it is their company, yeah. that's Okay, business work. owners, here's what here's something that's really important, and I know that um, the strap man will agree with no. me on that. Well, I'm gonna be calling I'm gonna I'm gonna call you strap man from now on. Okay. Um, one is, T, one N. Otherwise <laughs> it's German. I don't like it. Okay. Um, is that think about when you're at a picnic or anything, whenever you're any of your team, all of you who have employees, even vendors, it doesn't matter, but mostly employees and team members. And they the one of what is the question that's always asked? Oh, where do you work? What do you do for a yeah. living? Yeah. What are they saying? What are they saying about your company? What are they saying? Wow, our company is making a difference doing this. Wow, our, oh, well, uh, they change the subject. Yeah. They don't even answer the question. Yeah. Then you know you have a corporate culture problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think that every owner should ask the question, do you know all your employees? Do oh, you know yeah. where they live? Yeah. Do you know the family situation? Do you know the struggles? Well, and, and you know, how about talk, helping them reach their personal goals along with reaching their the the goals that are dictated to them under their role, right? You know, in, in the Netherlands, we had a commercial on television. I don't know whether you have that here. It was a commercial like a, a, a guy sitting on the on the, on the side of his bed in the in the night, and he could not sleep. Why? Stress. Eh? We talk about it later. Mm -hmm. Stressed out because his workplace was not okay. Yeah. That yeah. was the way. Okay, so do something about. Are we doing that here? Do we really take care of our employees in that way? Right, right. I question it. Well, you know, you're seeing in the bigger companies, they are trying to have wellness programs and things like that. Uh, 
small business yeah, has a more... Time, a real good remark. Yes. Is the owner or the manager of that location ever seen in that workout place? Yes, or exactly. Or is he going to his private trainer? Exactly. Practicing. Yeah. Still Practic mine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, well, and, but, 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 here's, but here's the thing. Uh, the leaders must exemplify, right? Absolutely. And if, if they're saying, if they're saying you must take your vacation and they don't, or if they, if they are expecting you to work all these hours and they're not, boy, that's sending the wrong messages. Yeah, it's the same like an owner <laughs> saying you have to live healthy and at the same time he's eating his hamburger you know, <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh gee yeah, hamburgers I, yeah. can be healthy sorry <laughs> yeah impression first impression image impressions oh, what helps. actions speak louder oh, than words they yeah. they always yeah. always do uh yeah. what would be your um biggest uh, tip to business owners to get started on their really paying attention to their corporate culture Ask the simple question, do I have everything in place from a vision to a mission to a strategic goal setting, a market dominating position? That's where position. you start, That's, yeah. Uh, uh, listen well, a market dominating position. That is not a value proposition. It's much more. It's a connection between strategy and operations. Right, and gets people excited to be a part of it, doesn't it? And guess what? what? Your, Your business, business matters. matters. Local biz now. We'll be back in a little bit. Biz now. It's great to have you back. And of course, your business matters. That is why we are here for you to inspire, inform, and entertain, hopefully. I uh, am very excited to introduce to you our, our guests for today um, because uh, I'm a client of hers. She's a client of mine. And I am very, very grateful to her for what she brings to the table. And that is Dr. Lexi Lane, with, um, founder of Summit Vitality. Uh, she's a doctor of naturopathic medicine based here in Lake Norman. How fortunate are we? And is an impassioned researcher expert, all things stress. This has become extremely uh, a focus of her business and her everything that she is offering because, you know, we were talking about it in the first that half the stress stress stress, yeah. stress from health to mental to, to physical it is an issue uh, PL. Yeah. Stress because of the PL. P because of the PL. Uh, because you can't find workers, because workers can't find the job, because workers can't stand the boss. It goes on and on and on and on and on. And so, and, and what is really cool about Dr. Dr. Lexi is that she has, she, uh, she clearly practices what she preaches on all levels. I've seen it for myself, including de stressing by uh, competing in triathlons. Are you kidding me now? That is pretty darn amazing. Um, something that 
a mantra I saw that I have to read because I love it because I think you might have even said it to me. Um, Stop asking me what you should be taking for something. Love that because I'm so anti-meds anyway. Um, ask me what you should be doing instead. You know, what? Sh- how should you be supplementing? How in physically, mentally, um, you know, ingesting everything. So, okay. You got to tell us why have you gotten so involved in stress and tell us a little backstory about why this has become such a passion for you. Sure. Yes. So uh, thank you so much for having me as a guest. You a are joy. welcome. Yes. I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, it's always great to have a conduit to help others. And mm-hmm. so listeners, thank you for tuning in. And yeah, so first of all, I became a naturopathic doctor because I got sick in my undergrad. Mm. And that sickness, you know, wrong diagnosis, wrong medication, adverse drug reaction, and that the rest is history. And so I fell into the field of naturopathic medicine because, well, I needed it myself. And so as any other doctor, we graduate, we become doctors, we set up our practices, our businesses, and we are better doctors than we are better, better business owners. <laughs> yeah, that's why we stay very busy. Start to print money. That's why we yes. stay very busy. Yes. <laughs> And so, you know, it's been this massive learning curve, you know, and, and I would love the whole, like, what's your niche? And I'm like, I just want to help everybody and anybody. And, you know, because that's what doctors do. We just, we just want to help everyone. So in defining of the niche and running a poor business and, you know, just a practice, well, 63% of clinicians are, are burning out. And there's a fundamental reason for that. There's a lot of systems in place that are not sustainable to the clinician. Um, I will not get into that. But burnout is real, and it's spanning so many different industries, and I think we can all feel that. Yes. And so when the pandemic hit, this is an extreme example of just high OTT stress for everyone for so many different reasons, including myself. And so what I ended up doing was taking that opportunity to really listen in on how I can help others. And it started with the clinicians and mm-hmm. mainly the counselors, the mental health counselors, because they were Oh, they out. were bombarded. Oh, yes. bombarded. Mm-hmm. So that started the whole, okay, you know what? I'm so passionate about the stress. I'm so passionate about being able to help others, but starting with the leaders. Mm-hmm. And the oh, late, yeah. norm, the late norm Makes a lot of sense get. from a corporate culture Absolutely. standpoint, right? Exactly. If the leaders don't get it, who yeah. nobody's going to get right. it. Well, because I saw that, man, we really need to take care of the leaders yes. because if we don't, then it's gonna, it starts at the top. Yes, right? it does. Yeah. And so even in the conversations with clinician burnout in the hospitals, we are talking to the leaders and saying, hey, we got to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the leaders doing to take care of themselves? What are the business owners doing? What are the CEOs doing? So when you said the, the, the uh, example about the wellness programs or the gym at the corporation is the owner going and utilizing <laughs> yes. these things, because they're watching you. And if you're not doing it, neither is your team. And so anyway, that began the story and I became super passionate. And so spanning beyond just health professionals, but professionals in general, um, and really creating a, hey, can we make the world a better place? Because mm-hmm. we all want to make a difference, but we want to do it in our best selves. And, and in a gratifying way. Yes. Uh, you call this getting your spark back. Yes. So, so talk a little bit about what that means. What, when, when, when you, when you see somebody that you're working with get their spark back, what is that like? Okay. So, have you noticed anybody who's been taking care of themselves? Like you can tell, right? Mm-hmm. What do they look like? Happy. 
Okay, what happy, else? Smiling. They have okay. energy. They have some healthy. energy. Yes. Yeah. Healthy. What, what, is, what does that healthiness look like? How do you see it in someone? Easy moving. Uh, yeah. Interaction. They're, they're lighting up. Yep. They're, they're, they're lighting up. They're, they're, lighting. they're lighting up. Yes. They, and they have, and I think they energy. They have a spark. Go ahead and say it. They have a spark. They have a skip in their yep. step, you know? And, and so in those really dark times of the pandemic that was also a challenging time for me too and, and it, i would call it a dark time and so it all kind of started with a silent meditation mm -hmm. and i went into this silence within myself and in my external world and then this whole idea of get your spark back came mm -hmm. in yeah and i saw myself on a stage wearing sparkly shoes and i have said sparkly shoes now and uh, <laughs> anyway so that was the mission and it's like all right i'm gonna help others get their spark back and um, and by doing so, it's light, and light is energy, and we are all the light of the world in our own ways. And so if we're going to run whatever business you're running and you want to make a difference, that's that's your bubble, to, to a lack of better terms there, right? But, um, but that's why we're all here. Yeah. And we're all unique in how we do it. And so light being energy... That's the focus. And well, stress and, just steals that. Well, yep. what, what I love about how you work, because I have the pleasure of being a, a benefactor of your work, okay? And so uh, something that you did, because you look at the whole, you know, what, what makes you who you are as a naturopathic doctor yes. is that you look at the whole person. You're looking at the mental state. You're looking at the physical state. You're looking at the spiritual state. You're looking at, you know, all aspects. Yes. And so, and and then you're, you're looking at aspects physiologically that maybe the medical doctor is not and I'm blessed to have a medical doctor that's very collaborative yes but you identified um, that I might be borderline b12 deficient and so we had the test and I'll be darned if I wasn't and so working collectively with my doctor now I find I have more physical energy that I felt I was losing and I couldn't understand why and so there is science combined with art combined with um, you know wonderful uh, multifaceted methodologies yes. that you bring to the table that that are just wonderful Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I like to ask one question. The question I have is why do I hear this much more often about deficiency left and deficiency right? Yeah, and yeah. And Europe, no. What is it? Is it food, our food system? Oh, the American is it, food is terrible. Is, is that the driver? <laughs> because it's, it's really, this every time the same discussion. I had a deficiency here and a deficiency there. Well, there are deficiencies in Europe as well. I know, but not yes. so extreme as what I hear over here. Sure, sure. And, you, well, we're... I have to kind of think about how I'm going to say this. Political incorrect. Food is awful over here. Right, right. We can't upset Joe, uh, you know, whoever's listening. Um, but anyway, no. So, um, you know what? All I'm going to say is that, you know, it's you get quality of soil, you get quality yep. of food, you get and we just talked about environmental toxins earlier. Chemicals everywhere. Yeah. So our burdens are at a certain corn threshold. Syrup. Right. Yeah. Cor corn Ooh, syrup. Yeah. So we, we have um, imagine a Jenga tower. OK. Yes. And everybody's played Jenga. If you haven't, it's a, a, a stack of wooden blocks and you, you, you stack them up, you pull yeah. and then and they go and then t the tower's going to tumble. Mm -hmm. And so imagine each block is a representation of something like an environmental toxin to poor food choices, to insomnia, right. to the stress from corporation, to your high blood pressure, to all the things, okay? Yeah. And let's just stack and the box. 
eventually it's going to add up and the tower will knock over. And, um, and so that threshold is going to look a little different in different countries, different work cultures, because we yeah. know in Europe they have the holiday. In the U.S., we do... Go ahead and explain what the holiday is. No, yeah, the holiday is okay. <laughs> I, I was I was noting it. You talk about burn burnout. I always call it burn downs, and uh, mm -hmm. because you see people really burning down all the right. yeah, but then right, you right. get the whole point. How do you solve the problem? Is it being right. exp Is it okay to have a burnout over here? Do we give people the the, the time and the pro uh, the possibilities to get better again, sure. or do we cut it from the PTOs? So yeah, I like exactly you know, and and going back to the whole aspect of you know taking time off and re revitalizing yes. and yeah. rejuvenating. You know, I had um, I have a dear friend whose husband um, retired from I think it was you know, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to say no. but but had accumulated tons of vacation days that he never used. Right. Instead so of... so proud of it. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, yes. but here's the thing, and totally burnt down, yeah. or burned down, burned out, whatever. Burned out. Um, what I love to see is when you have to take them or you lose them, so you got to take them. We want you to take these vacations. And creating a yes. culture in your company to where not only are the leaders honoring their rest and recovery, that's what I call it, Yeah. Because if the leaders are honoring it, and then you have to also make sure that the so employees are honoring it. Yep. And you kind of have to micromanage it and say, you're you're taking off because you haven't right. in six months. You know, right. this is this is me intervening. And sometimes you do have to do that because it's in it's in our culture to to not do that now. So your your question on like the two what so what should we do? Solutions. When we come back. Let's finish yeah. this when we come yeah. back. Because really I think this is important. Really, interesting. really okay. important. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, your business <laughs> because matters. Your business, business matters. matters. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Local Biz Now. And what we want to say about this is that we hope you've been inspired. We hope you feel informed. And we hope you've been a little bit entertained. As a matter of fact, we believe that um, Joe should just stay on vacation. Yeah, and Harm, we'll just handle it, right? We'll just handle it from here. Yeah, I yeah. think he, he had enough stress. Uh, Joe, you send him yeah, away Joe, for Joe, additional you, you need You need a little bit more stress relief. We, yeah. You need that rest and recovery. Yeah. And, yes. and, and we think that that is very important to you. And I know Julie appreciates PTO us encouraging left, him. So can... Plenty of PTO. Oh, yeah, plenty yeah. of PTO. So De-stress, Joe. De-stress. 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 Okay, so I love the rest and recovery, how you call, that's what that's yes. called, right? Yes, um, I want you to touch upon something that stood out to me as well um, in, in working with you and that you've developed what's called a stress intensity index. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yes. So on the website, DrLexiLane.com, uh, so L-E-I-N, by the way, uh, <laughs> the stress intensity index was just a series of questions because we don't always realize how stressed we might actually be. And we also might not realize some of those ailments that you're feeling in your body are connected to the stress. So it was a quick questionnaire I put together, totally free to you. Um, and the stress, it basically goes through a series of questions. And it's, it's thought provoking, but very quick. Um, and just helping to see geez, am, am, I, am I a little too stressed? Am I hovering on this threshold, which would be the red zone or the yellow zone? Or maybe you're just amazing at balancing your stress and wellness and your family and all of that. And so you'd be in the green zone. Um, and those who are in the red and the yellow, I've gifted them with a sustainable success ebook. And, you know, so there's some top tips in there, but it, it's 
just a way for anyone really to make that connection between, you know, maybe my stress is at a threshold because burnout is like seasonal affective disorder. You don't realize you have it until you start hearing maybe the signs and symptoms of what it actually is. Okay, share a little bit more about that. What would those be? Yeah, so um, if you are waking up in the morning and you are dreading the work um, (laughs) and the small little tasks that really should not be like anything at all, it feels like a mountain. Your fuse is tiny and it's short and you're snapping at your team members or you're snapping at your family or your children. Mm -hmm. And you don't like this, but it's because you're hovering on this emotional exhaustion. And then also, um, you know, the the feelings of overwhelmed or the worst case scenario is you've become apathetic Mm -hmm. where you no longer feel. You just, it's a micro quitting and it's a, you just have nothing left to give. And so people in the caregiving industry, uh, we might call that compassion fatigue, where you're right. just giving so much of yourself and there's nothing left. It's right. an empty cup. And so you become apathetic, which is just like, a, I feel nothing and I don't care. And I'm not going to roll. I'm going to come into work at 10. I'm going to leave at 4, see what I can. <laughs> Basically, The Office, the movie The Office and the micro quitting. Just, just watch that. The dude was burned out. Yeah, totally. And, and I like because you have the quiet quitters and you have the great yes. res- resignation. Correct. The micro quitting is fascinating. I, yes. I, I love that. Yes. And, and I, I also, I think another thing, a stress, because I've shared that with you, is is just you know, when you know that you're always a very focused person and you're having a hard time focusing because you yes. feel pulled in so many different directions, yes. Yes. right? So, um, so you had some tips for, you know, uh, like three key tips that you yes. think would get people to at least start to think of how they can manage it, yep. our, our listeners. So, yep. so give us those tips. Okay. So the, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do is just imagine yourself like picking up a water bottle. You guys don't have to do this, but literally just pick up a water bottle and you're holding it out 90 degrees with your arm out and you're just hanging out. You're just holding it. Feels pretty light, right? Mm-hmm. But what if it's I told it, it, it's almost empty? What if I told you to keep that arm up with that water bottle for the next two hours? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to be able to do it? Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe, maybe five maybe hours. Not, maybe okay, not. you can relax. Maybe all that juggling <laughs> helps me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so so here's the thing. Yeah, the water bottle. Those are your stressors, right? Yeah, and they didn't change in weight or intensity. No. What changed was your threshold. Sure. So that we makes have sense. we have a mental threshold, an emotional threshold, and a physical threshold. So in triathlon, you know, we call this like rest and recovery days. That's where I got that from. Or when you're working out, and you get to muscle failure. So interesting. Yeah. That's what I mean by rest and recovery. So you can have micro rest and recovery moments during your day where you're not stuck. And I know people are in meetings back to back to back to back to back. Well, how do you feel? Drained. Yes. You have nothing left no for your family. That's right. So taking your lunch, you know, um, taking a five minute moment of breathing, you know, and it seems so cheesy, but it's actually what you're doing is you're resting your nervous system and giving it a little tiny break. You're putting the weight down. And so these are little micro rest and recoveries you can do in the day. But then obviously the value of sleep and vacation, a do nothing day at work or at at home. Um, so there's lots of little ways to do that. So that's rest you know, and recovery. I've got something, you know, that whole micro rest and recovery. I love that. I was doing an emerging leader program for yes. a bunch of uh, heavy stressed, heavy 
construction, engineers, project managers, that type. And we were talking about how important it is to just take a break. You know, before you send that email, before mm-hmm. that, that's laden with stress response, right? <laughs> you know. Yes. And so one of the project managers shared that uh, that they were about to hit send. They decided not to hit send. They decided to go out for just a five minute walk. Just a five minute walk, they came back and they re- they totally reverbalized that mm-hmm. email and mm-hmm. it was a much better end result. Yes. A five minute walk. Just right. get up at the desk, go outside, breathe some, you know, vitamin D, get back in. That was that was that yes. was just a great example of a yes. micro rest and recovery. And that, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and and what's happening physiologically if you're a science person is that your your body and your brain is in a in a fight or flight response. And so it shuts down that logical, higher thinking part of your brain. And you need that higher thinking and logical brain to really think through clearly on how am I how am I going to respond to that nasty gram? That would be the email, <laughs> the complainers. How am I how am I going to respond to the nasty gram with love and kindness? How can I do that? Yeah. And and in order to get to that place, you better go for that walk. Yes. And if you're <laughs> and if you're the men out there taking your testosterone and you need to punch something, then maybe we need to have like little micro like those like small punching bags. So, hey, you know what? That's an outlet. Um, I'm not encouraging you to punch a wall, but a punching bag. Again, that that um, Tai Chi and karate. Okay, that was my humor, all right? I'm seeing some giggles here. Um, anyway, so that, okay, so that's the karate. That's an outlet that's for, funny. for angry. <laughs> Let's face it. Sometimes you just want to hit something. Um, something, not people. All right, so then Moving into exercise and making time. So the the top tip number two is going to be making time. You're not going to find it. You're not going to have time. You have to make it. And part of the making time is making time for the rest and recovery, but also getting exercise in. That was the biggest change in my world that really changed and it, does it changed my life. It also changed my business. Uh, so, uh, so that's a really important piece. And that making time, really thinking through what's making time in your life for what matters. Can you talk a little bit about micro-making time in this regard? Because there is value. If someone if someone thinks, oh, I must carve out an hour and a half or an sure. hour in a day, give some examples of how they can do micro-steps towards getting some exercise. So, yeah. so that they start to see the they start to see the benefit and then maybe they will start to make even more time. Can yes. you share some oh, thoughts around that? Sure. Okay. So parking in the furthest parking spot, yeah. mm-hmm. taking the stairs versus the elevator. Um, in your moment of like, if you're just like brain fog, you could do some standing jacks in your office. You could do a wall sit in your office. You could do, um, I mean, gosh, there's so many different like office exercises. Now, now small businesses, small offices. How do we do it there? You can I mean, do it. You can do it at your desk, you, right? Yeah. You can do it your, walking you, around a little bit. Yeah. Ex- yes. Also, accept the fact that people are walking around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't put them behind the desk and. Sure. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's lots of ways that you can go into YouTube and and look up, you know, just quick exercises you can do at a desk Um, or even, again, everybody's got some sort of a wall. You could do a wall sit or Mm -hmm. um, maybe you can't do that because of your knees. There's so many different ways. But even stretching, even stretching, right, could could help because it just kind of releases some tension that's Mm -hmm. in you as well. Yep. And if you like breath work, Wim Hof breathing, um, especially if you got a lot of more of that nervous anxiety and Energy. Okay, so what's Wim Hof breathing? Oh gosh, uh, it, it is a form of breathing that uh, it, it's breath work. 
work. And in, gosh, you're basically taking these these long inhales and exhales repeatedly, and then you're holding your inhale. And then, and and then, then exhaling, exhaling for and like then, four counts and yeah, things and like the, that. Yeah, I've done yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, great, great stuff on YouTube for that. So if yes. you're interested. And um, anyway, so, so I, I will say this. So you have your business and you, you're probably advised to work in your business and on your business. So you have the on your business tasks, you have your in your business tasks, but you also have your personal needs as an yeah, individual. Yeah, working on yourself. It's, yeah, working yeah. on yourself. So, yeah. And then you've got family needs and obligations. Your spouse, when's the last time you took a date night? You know, are you really, you know, having one-to-one time with your yeah, kids? Or work out together with your spouse. Yeah, yeah sure. That, that's yeah, also exactly. cool. You know, depending yeah. yeah. on the couple. You how, know? Yeah, for sure. Combine, but that's healthy. How sure. can you combine yeah. some of that, Yeah, right? so, so this is my exercise is that you, you take a piece of paper, because I like to write things out. Out, get your mind away from a, a computer and just put four four boxes or four quadrants and in one quadrant is your business tasks because we're, we're a business talk show here, right? And then your next quadrant is going to be, okay, I need to work on it. So the business task can be the thing, like for me, it's doctoring, mm-hmm. right? Or coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you, it might be sales or consult, whatever it is you, you do, but then the running and the operations of the of the business. Okay, 60 seconds. So yep, what are those yep, last three quadrants yep. real quick? And, and then the last one is, is the you. So that's going to be exercise, eating, downtime, meditation, journaling, whatever it is that you yeah. you need, and then your family needs. Family. Okay. And then you could put an other, which is going to be all the other junk, like maintenance yeah. of the home and all that. Then as you're compartmentalizing, what my advice would be is as you're taking the family time and the you time, so things that are really important, because I'm hoping that your family becomes more important than the work, um, is that you're putting that into your calendar first. And then, and then you're actually scheduling around those non-negotiable needs. Exactly. And so making sure it, that your needs are being met. It's a way to prioritize is what you're saying. Correct. It's a prioritizing exercise yes. where you're integrating in the business needs as well as yours and your family's. And that's, that's all exactly. you can find it on your website? Yes. Yeah, so uh, not we're, that. We're, not that. But oh. you can. But the stress intensity and that. Okay. Yeah. okay. Call her. <laughs> <laughs> so, call so her. So how can they reach out to you? They can reach out to me through DrLexiLane.com and then also... Uh, uh, social media. You can direct message me there. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us on Your Business Matters, Local Biz Now.